Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about three reasons you might be relying on borrowed faith. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and there's a story about two engineers. They were applying for the same job at a computer company. And the hiring manager was looking over their resumes, and they were virtually identical. Identical qualifications, education, so on. And so to determine which one he was going to hire, he sent them both into a room with a test. It had 10 questions on it, and he told them to complete it and turn it back in, and he graded it for them. And they both got 9 out of 10 questions correct. So he calls the first applicant in, and he says, Sir, I'm sorry, but we're going to hire the other applicant. Well, why? Why could you hire him now when we have identical test scores? Well, they're not quite identical, the hiring manager told him. You both missed the same question, and it's not so much the the question that you got wrong, it's that the answer that you put to it has led us to have some concerns. What do you mean, the applicant asked. Well, in answer to question number five on the test, the other guy put down, I don't know. You wrote, Neither do I. (laughs) The first guy, he wanted to rely on someone else's knowledge. And sometimes that can work. Sometimes you can get by on borrowed knowledge or experience. But there are times when borrowed faith simply isn't enough. You know, one of the greatest threats to our eternal security today is what we're going to call borrowed faith. And many of us started out on this. Maybe we borrowed the faith of our parents for a while. We borrowed the faith of a a mentor in the church or even the faith of the early Christians that we read about in the New Testament. Their faith was exciting. It was motivating. But it wasn't quite ours yet. It wasn't quite real for us yet. At some point, our faith needs to become real and personal in order to please God. You know, we have may have been able to lean on someone else's relationship for a while, but eventually we have to make it our own. You know, Hebrews 11 verse 6 tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. We must have an intellectual belief that God is there, but also that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You know, real faith, personal faith, goes beyond an intellectual belief that God exists. It seeks him. And that's the story of Hebrews. You look down through the stories of these heroes of the faith described in Hebrews 11, and each and every one of them didn't just understand that God existed, but they knew if they were willing to put their lives in his hands, they wouldn't regret it. They knew God rewards those who seek him. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going, Hebrews 11.8. Abraham didn't know where he was going, but he was willing to stake his life on God's faithfulness. Yet by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, Noah had never seen a, a flood of global proportions that God spoke about, but in holy fear, he built an ark to save his family, according to verse 7. You know, the men and the women listed in Hebrews chapter 11, they didn't have borrowed faith. Their faith was real and it was personal. And that's the kind of faith that I want to have 
in my life. So what makes me live on borrowed faith? What stops me from having the the kind of real and personal faith that God demands from me? Well, first, sometimes we settle for borrowed faith because of pride. James chapter 4 verse 6 tells us that God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. And that's because pride, like other sin, separates us from God. It makes us willing to settle for borrowed faith because real faith would require someone else claiming the glory instead of us. The thing is, we don't get to choose who deserves the glory. Just because I refuse to show God the honor he deserves doesn't mean that I can suddenly be more glorious than him or that I can take care of all my needs that I no longer need him. Pride doesn't change the fact that I need God. It just shows my ignorance of what God has already done for me. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10 through 17, God tells the Israelites that when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you don't forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, and when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Pride doesn't change our circumstances. It makes me forget what God has already done for me. doesn't change what has happened or the fact that I need God, but it does make me settle for borrowed faith that doesn't please him. So number one, pride can make me settle on borrowed faith. Number two, we might live with borrowed faith because our need for control controls us. And this might be the result of pride itself, but we might be living without a real and personal faith because we can't stomach letting anyone else take control of our lives. We want to be in the driver's seat and we want to determine what is right and what is wrong for us. And that might be fine if it worked. But just like with how pride doesn't change the fact that we need God, our desire to set the terms of our lives doesn't mean we can. And it doesn't negate the fact that God already has. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, it tells us, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. God has a plan for you, an incredible plan. And you can choose if you want to live according to that plan or not, but you're fooling yourself if you think you can set different terms. Our desire to control everything keeps us from ever handing over the keys to God. If we want God to transform our lives, we have to develop a faith that seeks his guidance and gives him control. So number two, our need for control can keep us from having a type of real and personal faith that God demands. And finally, third, we might be stuck with borrowed faith because we've been relying on the wrong wisdom. In Psalms 119, verse 98, David 
praises God by saying, your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I am more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. God's wisdom is what can bring me to a total and complete faith in him. If I look first to God for his wisdom, then I gain wisdom beyond anything the world can offer. I can sit in the classrooms of IU here in Bloomington. I can look a professor in the eye and say that I have more insight than all my teachers, for I have the wisdom of God. But if I'm not looking to God's word first, then I won't be able to live out the life God expects from me. Romans chapter 1, verse 16, Paul boldly declares, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. And the gospel is the power of God, and it not only allows us to develop this kind of real and personal faith that he demands, but it leads to salvation to everyone who believes. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. And I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.